we're requesting as well the assistance as much as we can get. Because um, at the end of the day, the, the logistics in, in looking at our scattered islands, the, the training that we need, the resources that we will be needing to ensure that these are well secured, distributed, we'll be needing assistance from our part, key partners um, in, in line with development partners that will say um, assistance. Welcome to Contain This. I'm Stephanie Williams, Australia's Ambassador for Regional Health Security. We are bringing you an important Indo-Pacific Health Leaders interview as we begin 2021, a year which will be dominated by the task of distributing COVID-19 vaccines in our region, kick-starting the process of recovery from the global pandemic. In my role guiding Australia's Regional Vaccine Access Initiative for the Pacific and Southeast Asia, I have talked to health leaders in 18 countries over the last three months about demand, supply and capacity to deliver COVID vaccines. Today, one of those leaders, Arisi Timion, the Public Health Director in the Ministry of Health for the Republic of Kiribati, shares her planning for comprehensive vaccine coverage in her island nation. Trained as a nutritionist, Arisi has been working with the Ministry of Health for the past 20 years. The Ministry employs 580 people to look after the health and well-being of a population of 110,000 located over 16 islands. Arisi, welcome to Contain This. It's terrific to be able to speak with you today and hear about your perspectives about public health in Kiribati for 2021. And to start, I'd really like to start on the question that's at the front of all our minds around COVID vaccines and what this means for our countries and our populations. Can I ask, how are you as Director of Public Health approaching the planning for vaccination amidst you know, some ongoing uncertainty about supply timeframes for COVID vaccines? How is that going in Kiribati? Um, thank you, Steph, for that question. And, and, and we are fortunate to have our partners in country with us who have been assisting us along the way um, for technical advice and as well as um, ways forward or now we, we lobby and, and connect to Gavi where we've, um, we've managed to confirm our um, application for the COVID-19 vaccine. We have um, WHO and UNICEF office in, in country which make things much, much easier um, for our lobbying and our communication in line with the confirming our, where we stand and concreting what the government of Kiribati through the Ministry of Health um, what are the, the the needs in line with our application and submission submission on time for COVID-19 vaccine. From public health services, um, um, Stephanie, as I mentioned, um, since this we've been given as a, it sees our key role to ensure that the public health is is, is secured. And, and um, um, for the vaccine, COVID-19 vaccine, um, it, it, is, it has become our priority in, since the beginning, the end of last year, we, where we've, we've tried to um, follow what Gavi uh, recommends and what Gavi requests, Gavi requests in line with our application to secure the portion that we'll need for Kiribati in line with the 20% that we have been given for COVID-19 vaccine. It's 
It's an interesting um, time to have this interview, Arisi, because in the last couple of days, um, we understand, and Gavi has made public today, the point you just made around the initial allocation of the AstraZeneca doses to Kiribati through the COVAX mm. facility, which I think is good news from um, an allocation perspective. Although they did outline a number of additional steps countries needed to do in order to release the doses, um, some of which mm -hmm. included um, a, a finished national vaccine deployment plan. How is that progressing uh -huh. in Kiribati? It's, it's timing well, that question, Stephanie, because we've completed since last week, but we just need clearance and endorsement as a formality through the government. We'll be sharing to our partners this plan um, by tomorrow, and, and we'll be requesting as well the assistance as much as we can get. Because um, at the end of the day, the, the logistics in, in looking at our scattered islands, the, the training that we need, the resources that we will be needing to ensure that these are well secured, distributed, we'll be needing assistance from our part, key partners um, in, in line with development partners, if I say, um, assistance. So, yes, um, the plan is in place. We'll be distributing it by tomorrow and we'll be seeking for the, the assistance from partners that are keen and interested to assist us, add on to what the government will be providing and an SCQ word already. So um, we, we are there. I guess um, the, the plan will be sh um, is, is set to go. This is just in line with the 20%, but we will be working further on the, the 80%, noting that um, the, the vaccine won't be covering 100%, but it will be covering this certain population that it might be another additional 50 to 60% for Kiribati. So we are there, Stephanie. The plan is there. It's just a matter of coordinating ourselves and communicating to our key partners to for assistance. That's great news. If I could ask about the um, the population in Kiribati and and their understanding or willingness to take a COVID vaccine, is how are you already communicating with the public, or how are you planning to communicate to the population about COVID vaccines and their importance in Kiribati? Um, we've, we've started already a bit by bit. We've started um, last year lobbying to the, mini, the parliamentarians, member of parliament, because these are the, the main influences in, in their own constituencies, in their own outer islands, islands in, in Kiribati. So we've communicated, we've had a special um, conference, a one-day conference with them, um, giving them the details of the 20%. These are the targeted, these are the tentative targeted population that we'll be targeting, the reasons behind that, and our um, ways forward further in covering, ensuring that we cover the beyond the 20% that um, Gavi will be providing at the first phase. So we've started communicating with Member of Parliament because those are the key people or key um, influences in the community. We, we will be having, as part of the, last, the planning, we, we have um, plans to also communicate to our church leaders, which are my main influence as well in Kiribati. I'm sure it's the same as in other Pacific islands. And, and move our way along to the community 
and other um, will be we won't be we will not be working in isolation with other NGOs because they, those are the key influences as well to assist to disseminate the information. But we have to ensure that we have a standard information that that can avoid misleading um, interpretations of what it will be happening first in the twenty percent and later on if we are to have the beyond the twenty percent. Yeah, that's terrific to hear you've got the, that multi-layered approach to communication with standard quality information and different types of people in the community. Are you aware of any um, feelings of uh, hesitancy amongst the uh, Kiribati population at the moment? We haven't really started um, nationwide, but we started I mean, focusing on Tarawa first just to see how it goes, just a bit movement to the information to the community, to the public. The, the, the ongoing question or the, the most repetitive question that comes well, is that um, why the 20% only? And how? Uh, what about the other percentage that we, we that will be not covered in the first 20%, the first phase? So we have um, sort of a skeleton of a national COVAX committee that we will be needing to confirm and, and ensure that it is active because we have sort of a working committee at the moment, a COVAX working committee within MHMS, which will be needing to um, make it, expand it and have it as a national COVAX committee where we will have church leaders coming in as members as well as in other NGOs to ensure that we sit down together and screen well on future the, the detailed information in line with the questions that comes, the most um, popular question, which is why 20%? What about the other percentage that we are not covering? The hesitancy in terms of not wanting to have the vaccine, it might be rare, but we have to be well prepared. For example, learning from our um, the measles MR campaign, the vaccination, there's around, it's one or two um, um, out of the, how many households that we went to uh, were reluctant to vaccinate their, 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 their under five year, those targeted um, under five year olds. So um, we, I guess, Stephanie, the very crucial part here is where the information that is standard and to ensure that they, they it's well explained in a way that they understand why the 20%, the next move will be the other percentages and what are the, the impacts or the side effects that they might encounter if they are the first or second dose of this vaccine. Yeah, it's just so important what you say about the quality of standard information and tailoring that to the 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 audience and the population in Kiribati. And Australia, as you know, is pleased to be able to support Kiribati through the regional vaccine initiative to enable that broader coverage than 20% um, of, co mm. of the initial estimates. Um, can I ask you now to throw your mind back to 2020? I know that you led the health champions effort and traveled the country in March and April last year to raise awareness of COVID using hand washing and social distancing. When you look back at 2020 from your experience as the Director of Public Health, can you reflect on some of the most important lessons you learned 
in terms of public health leadership? Stephanie, <laughs> one of the key challenges that we face is patience. <laughs> you have to have, uh, during our campaigns and during our um, community visits, and because there are, I mean, different, there are different community members with different understandings and, and different ways on how they accept or um, how they receive the information and try and, and accept it. Um, Patience is one of the key challenges that have been faced with the since COVID nineteen. There's a, there's a lot of questions that at, at times they are not that relevant to what we were trying to um, introduce or, 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 or share to the, the public. But it's it takes um, a lot of um, patience and, and to start with to try to answer and and clarify well what what is the main purpose in, in our outreach to the community. Um, one other main challenge is, our, I don't know if it's the same with the Pacific Islands, but with Kiribati status or as a Kiribati, any Kiribati, taking things not that serious. We consider, because there were questions raised as well as um, saying that if COVID-19 or if coronavirus is the same as other influenza type, viruses it's it's normally it's just a flu so why are we taking this seriously the the fact is that i mean they haven't really seen or haven't experienced well the fact in in line with the seriousness of this and including the way that we receive us as ekidibas i'm i'm sure it would be the same with other best it's not taking things seriously so it requires Patience and time, and you have to. Those are the challenges that um, I have to at first sit back, think about how I respond and and act at the same time to the public um, demands and and questions that were we were were thrown during our campaigns um in in twenty twenty in particular during um the first time that COVID nineteen was um, first introduced or the communicated. The thing, Stephanie, is that one one good thing about our campaign as well is this Miso's Emara was sort of um one outbreak after another. So it's 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 from lessons learned from the Miso's camp and Emara campaign and the vaccination that we've been um administ um, the nurses because we work together with nurses as well administrating in in the community, it gives us as well ways on how we can uh, provide or encounter the the public in terms of giving them the, the information and trying to be patient along the way to ensure that information and awareness that the information that we're trying to to reach out to them is is well communicated and well understood. How do you think the perception? Um, that you talked about not taking COVID seriously, um, as you described, how do you think that might impact the government's attempt to promote COVID vaccine uptake in Kiribati? It's, as I, I did, um, did mention earlier, the, um, Stephanie, that in terms of vaccination, in looking at in in our past experience, 
perception or, or um, an acceptance in, in receiving the vaccine is not that big issue. It's just a matter of um, having a package well designed to inform the community, the vaccine, this vaccine, what are the side effects, what they will be experiencing if there are side effects of the, the, the vaccine, so that it's just have to have an idea on when they are injected, injected or vaccinated, what are what what will they experience, and what are they also because I'm not some of um of the questions that comes out was thinking that when they are vaccinated they are immune to this COVID nineteen, so uh, ensuring that we have the 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 information well packed, well designed, well tailored, and provided to the community so that. They have an idea because as long as they do have that, we hardly have any issue in in, in administrating or or having the vaccine, the that immunization or vaccination program in country. So when we are certainly in the COVID pandemic for years to come, I'm interested in how you personally keep up the energy and momentum in your busy job and what you enjoy most about your job, even if at a very busy time. Um, Stephanie, it's about teamwork. Because it's not only myself that I'm doing most of the work. And we have to take turns because I'm ensuring that um, my team together with the nursing and the hospital services and also the support services, we work together as a team because if we don't have that team spirit and teamwork, I'm sure we'll maybe by the middle of the year or even before the middle of the year, we'll be all exhausted. So it's, it's strengthening our teamwork and communication so that at the end of the day, we can share the load and work according to what we will be planning so that um, not one or two or three people are to be affected, but uh, we have to take turns in, in ensuring that we have. We Can I thank you for your observations today, Arisi, on the importance of patience as a public health leader, planning as you are doing currently for the COVID-19 vaccine and partnerships and teamwork. It's been terrific to talk with you and, and certainly as you go forward with the COVID-19 vaccine challenge in 2021, we in Australia look forward to working with you to, to meet that challenge. So thank you very much for your time. And thank you for the opportunity. Thank you.